Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks podcast, our weekly news podcast that discusses news that interests us from the past week. This is for the week of June 25th, 2017. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back after our big uh, our big E3 special that we had last week. That was a long one. That was a long one. <laughs> like my dick. <laughs> yeah, you wish. Anyway. <laughs> that episode went pretty long. It's not that long. Fuck. Yeah, I know. But it was like it was it was long. But uh, it was a good show, though. I thought it was a good show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we only really make these shows for us, anyway. Yeah. You know, so as long as we're enjoying. It. Yeah, exactly. As long as we enjoy listening to it, that's all that really matters. People look to be fucking weird. I was I was listening to one of our episodes. I think it was the Warriors. Oh right. <laughs> Cheap seats. And I was laughing. And like, what you listening to? I'm like, oh, my podcast. Like, You're laughing at your own stuff. And I'm like, uh, yeah, it's fucking funny. Yeah, I was listening to that too. That and the uh, that Star Trek episode we did that week. Those were uh, those were both pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah, that, those that was a good one. Especially I was in Best Buy listening to it because I was like, because I remember that the you know a lot of the middle parts i was listening to that and of course i'm writing best buy you know with people and i'm starting to laugh when i'm listening to you know all that shit that was funny um but in uh but in breaking news it's fucking hot yeah man oh my god this week has just been fucking ridiculous i don't know where you all live listeners but where i live is no fucking joke okay yeah. it it's 116 today it was 119 one day yesterday, or last week. <laughs> one day yesterday. <laughs> I, I'm fucking out, dude. And it, it's a thing where you're driving around, and your brain just gets fried. Like, you can't even yeah. think. You're like, what the, you walk into a store and go, what the fuck did I come in here for? 
<laughs> you're just trying to make it in from between the car and the actual and the right. store. Yeah, because over here today was the hottest day of the week. It's 113 today. And it was just like, what the ever-living fuck? Like, all week it's been over 100 degrees this week. And, you know, it's only June. Like, summer started on Wednesday, and I'm over it. I'm over it now. Yeah. Like, it's done. Like, I've been fucking raiding the fucking um, Slurpee machine over there at my 7-Eleven. When I'm at, when I'm at work, I go, I go a block, which is hard enough. And then, well, you know what would actually work better is if you get water. Yeah. The sugar isn't helping. I'm just saying, you know. It's a nicey Coke. I mean, come on. I'm not trying to be that guy. You I'm are being saying. that guy. You are being. Whenever you say I'm, tr- I, I, I don't mean to be a racist. You're being a racist. I don't. I'm not. I don't mean to be that guy. You're being that guy. That's. I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm just saying you need to quit being an idiot. That, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know. Oh man. What are you talking about? No, you need water, motherfucking shake and shit. I didn't have one of those today. I just saw it. Oh, you so, know you had it. Li- no, I didn't, for real. Listen to me. You know I've been trying to eat right lately, okay? And then you cruise up to Burger King and see they got a Lucky Charm shake. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know, you only live once. <laughs> I was like, are you for real right now? Lucky Charms Shake? And you know what's funny is it kind of sounds gross. Yeah. It sounds like it would be gross, but you know you have to fucking try it. And I will <laughs> next time I go to Burger King. But I didn't get it today because I, um, I had just ate. And I was full and it was hot. So I was like, oh, no, I don't want any dairy. <laughs> God, I'm okay. You know. But I, it was interesting. Like Burger King got all kinds of weird shit now. They got... um. They have like Cheetos that are stuffed with mac and cheese. Oh God, yeah, that doesn't even I was sound like, appealing. The fuck, my kid. One of my kid. I can't remember which one. One of my kids got it one time and said it was delicious. I'm like, I think only kids would like that. Yeah, probably. I mean, because I don't see any real like, oh, that sounds good kind of thing. When I saw that, I was like, uh. You expect Exhibit to come and be like, so we heard you like cheese, dog. So we took a <laughs> Cheeto and put cheese in it. <laughs> like fuck. <laughs> First of all, fuck you. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> yeah, Burger King has a bunch of extra shit. Like, I don't know. And I told so my wife. So now we're gonna we're gonna introduce the thing you've all been craving: Kellogg Corn Flakes Shake. Be like, right? What? No. Shut I told up. I told my wife though because we went we stopped at Burger King today and I got a Whopper. Uh, no onions. And then um, the other day we we stopped at Taco Bell, and I like chalupas. I always get a chalupa. They got double chalupas now. Jesus. I was like, God damn. So instead of getting two chalupas, I get one double. Right. You know, because I try to keep it real. Um, <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I tell my wife today, I'm like, what the fuck do we even, why do we even go to McDonald's? Like every other place is better than McDonald's, but we still go. I feel like we're brainwashed some somehow to go to McDonald's. I don't even like McDonald's, Steve. <laughs> And I go there all the time. I go there for the Not fries. Not all the time. I go there for the fries. If I'm there, I'm there for the fries. Because their fries are pretty legit. I go I go all the time relative to how much I go to fast food. I don't really go to fast food places that much. But 80% of the time that I go to fast food, it's McDonald's. And I don't even like McDonald's. And then if I'll, I'll test the waters, too. I'll get McDonald's for everybody. I'm like, is it good? And they go, well, yeah. <laughs> no one's even excited about it. Like, what the fuck are we eating it for? Then don't do it. 
I don't know why we do it. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Burger King waffle. Ooh, that flame broil. Forget it. Nah. Delicious. Yeah, I mean, usually if I if I go to if I go to Mickey D's for anything, it's usually nuggets, and then you know, and then fries, and that's it. And I'm not gonna I'm, lie, a McFlurry will get you right. The McFlurries are good. That's true. Little M and M McFlurry or something, but mm-hmm. and then we we've been we've been fucking um so we becoming dollar store ninjas and shit because you know the struggle's real. <laughs> right, right. You know, and with the the kids are out of school. So now all of a sudden we got to feed all these kids two extra meals a day because they're not in school getting it for free. <laughs> so we went to the dollar store. We've been getting like <laughs> – so you could get name brand shit obviously at the 99 cent store. But it's always that that flavor that's kind of like, oh, like we got Pop-Tots but the pumpkin pie flavored Pop-Tots. So the kids are looking at it and like, well, I like strawberry. And I'm like, yeah, you like getting a job? <laughs> you going to eat these motherfucking things because they're like 80% off. Right. Pumpkin pie. And we get we got uh Oreo dipping sticks. So they so it's like in a little thing and it has the cream on the outside and then the dipping stick is Oreo cookie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Well this is just genius. I don't know why they haven't had this a lot sooner, to be honest <laughs> with you. Right. Um ninety nine cents. But then the nine the big ninety nine cents starts fucking around because they Half the store isn't even 99 cents anymore. Oh, I know. I'm like, man, when I come in here, I don't want to think. I want everything to be no more than 99 cents. Exactly. But now I got to pay attention, you know. Yeah. Bullshit. Got some more sunflower seeds, you know. That, that's that's what the Illuminati is trying to do. They're trying to make you think to shut down, and then they get control. The Illuminati is trying to make you get confused at the 99 cent store and making you somehow eat McDonald's when you don't want it. Exactly. It's all with those chemtrails. It's the chemtrails and the fluoride in the water. Exactly. <laughs> Nine Eleven was an inside job. I mean, that's, that's just right. that's it. That's right. <laughs> Jet fuel doesn't <laughs> melt fucking steel beams, okay? <laughs> Illuminati. Yeah, exactly. Can't, By the you, way, can't you can't fuck us up with physics, okay? Fuck you. That's such a dope name to have. Illuminati. Illuminati. Yeah. Like oh well, shit. I mean, what is it? It's Doctor Strange, Mister Fantastic. Uh, Tony Stark, um, Professor X, I think it's part of the Illuminati. We talking about the real Illuminati. We're talking about fucking Marvel Universe Illuminati. It's the same thing. The Marvel Universe true. is real. It's probably true. Yeah. But the DC Universe is real. I don't know about Marvel Universe. You know, it's funny is if we have an infinite amount of universes, they are real. Yeah. <laughs> so every comic book, that's kind of a cool thing to think about, right? You have an infinite amount of universes. Somewhere out there, there's a Batman. Somewhere out there, the comic book you just read just fucking happened. <laughs> that's the, that's that's what com- that's what comic books are. They're little images from other universes. Right, and we're just the boring universe. Yeah, we're the universe where like there ain't nothing special going on. We're the universe that's like, no, if Batman was real, he wouldn't be able to do that because you know, um, you know, gravity doesn't work that way. Fuck you. We're the cynical universe. Exactly. <laughs> we're the DC fanboy universe. That's really what we are. Um, yeah, because if you think about it, Iron Man. There's an Iron Man out there. There's a Guardians of the Galaxy out there. Yes. There is a Miles Morales and Peter Parker universe out there. And they have met each other. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All of this is happening right now. 
mind blown. <laughs> Secret Wars is happening right now somewhere. <laughs> wow. Listen. <laughs> wow, that escalated quickly. <laughs> somewhere in the cosmos, Wonder Woman looks exactly like Gail Gadot. Oh. Somewhere. Somewhere. Over the rainbow. Of course, somewhere, um, Wonder Woman probably looks like me. So it really <laughs> depends on what universe you're in. And somewhere out there, Sue Richards looks like Jessica Alba. Oh, shit. Can that be the same? No, wait, because that's Marvel. And... Wait, there's some there's, universe there's some where universe both, both of them exist. exist. Exactly. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, skate, 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 skate. That's the crazy thing about the infinite, infinite universe. Anything you say. Right is in theory happening right fucking now. Exactly. In some universe, Jar Jar Binks is as badass as Han Solo. Yeah. yeah. Not this one. Not this but one, of course, some but universe. some universe way, way, way In out some there. universe, kids who live in Minecraft play a game called Earth. <laughs> and they like pay taxes and, and go right. to work and shit. Right, exactly. Oh, man. Uh, in some universe... <laughs> Steve's favorite pastime is not sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> and it is not this one. In some universe, Adam doesn't take it in the ass. You know, that's just, you know. It, and it, it is this one. <laughs> don't get it twisted. I don't know what the other Adam's doing. That ain't my business. In some other universe, Adam's going, don't judge me. It's like last week. We were talking about this. Oh. <sighs> And, and to go, yeah, in some universe, Trump isn't president. Like, you know, right. high on the soapbox kind of tone and stuff. Yeah. And I go, yeah, well, in some universe, the fucking raccoon is president. <laughs> so it really doesn't. <laughs> I mean, we could do this all fucking day. Exactly. In There's some, a universe in, where in, Steve's president. Exactly. There's some universe where Nixon is still president. Yeah. That's the Watchmen There's, universe, in case you're all wondering. <laughs> There's some universe where Nixon's king. Yeah. Yeah. There's a universe <laughs> where I'm not sitting here stretching out this joke way too fucking long. <laughs> There's a universe where this is a family guy joke, where it just goes on way too long. There's a universe where Oh shit. Yep, there we I've go. Officially, I've run out. There we go. <laughs> There's a universe where I had a joke to say right then. <laughs> and it was funny. Yes. And then there's a universe where it wasn't funny. <laughs> right. Uh, so um, just just a, uh, another reminder. I know we've done this in a couple of past episodes. Um, next week, we'll be recording our Just Another Podcast. And I know I said this before. Um, send us uh, comments, questions, stories. We want to hear from you guys. We want to do a message bag in that episode, which we'll be recording a week from today, which will be, what, July 2nd? which will be next Sunday. So definitely want you guys to uh, hit us up, send, um, send in comments, questions. Uh, if you had any cool E3 stories or just, you know, something that something we said reminded you of something funny, just anything, send it, send it our way. Uh, you can send it uh, to our mailbag, the geeks at the lazy or hit up in the comment section of our Facebook page. If it's something too personal, go ahead, send it to the email bag. Um, or whatever, you know, uh, tweet us at the Lazy Geeks one yeah. word. If it's personal, send it to the Evo bag so I can say it on the fucking podcast. <laughs> well, if you don't want all your friends doing it, say, hey, just don't use my name, you know, Adam. You know. 
No, if someone says don't use my, we're not going to use it. You know that that's that's the truth. Like if you want to share an embarrassing story, and be like, yeah, but don't say it was me. I'm not going to say it was you. No. Yeah, you know, but in some universe, up. in another universe, we're going to say it was you. Yeah, but it ain't this universe. <laughs> and then there's a there's an alternate universe where people send us comment comments and questions all the time, and everybody's fucking happy. Yeah, that could be this one. <laughs> I'm just saying. It could be this one, but it's not. But it could be. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so yeah. So, you have until basically Sunday afternoon, a week from when we're recording this. We record this on Sunday. So, you have a week from today, basically, to uh, to get them out to us. So, hope to hear from you guys. And, um, all right. So, on that note, I guess it's time we uh, jump into our one awesome thing. So, my one awesome thing this week People on Netflix, hold on to your hats. For the first time, pretty much in streaming history, we are going to have a Star Wars movie available on Netflix starting July 18th. Uh, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, will be debuting on Netflix. It is part of the new um, Disney Netflix deal which did not take effect until September 2016 and only covers movies hitting theaters starting July, January 1st, 2016, which didn't include The Force Awakens because that was part of that was in 2015. Um, so uh, and right now, The Force Awakens is plastered all over stars. Uh, but right now, Rogue One is going to be the first one to hit. After that, of course, we will have uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi um, it looks like there's going to be a seven-month window, according to uh, uh, according to Polygon, uh, between the theatrical release and uh, the Netflix debut. And Rogue One came out on DVD back in March. So pretty much you're going to probably do what we all do. Even though we own the movie, it's on Netflix. You're still going to watch it on Netflix instead of getting up, going to your collection, pulling out the movie and putting it in. Uh, so, yeah. So that's that's cool. So it'd be the first time that we actually have a Star Wars movie available on a streaming service that you don't have to rent or buy. So that's yeah. So that's going to be a cool cool thing. There. And it's most likely going to follow the same vein as when Marvel movies hit, where it's not going to be there that long, like a couple months. Yeah, but enough time for you to watch it a couple times, whatever. Because they got Doctor Strange up there right now. Yeah, and I've watched that twice <laughs> since it's been up. Oh, you like, watched it? it? Oh, you here. Fi- oh, you finally watched it? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. I watched a bootleg of it mm. that a homie passed off to me, but you could barely see anything. So it's like, yeah, I hate you those. don't really get you don't really enjoy it. You yeah. know what I mean? So so I, we were all chilling. I was with the kids and we we're all kind of bored. Didn't know what to do. I said, hey, I was thumbing through Netflix. I was like, let's just fucking watch uh, Doctor Strange. So we all just watched Doctor Strange together. And they but of course it's with all the kids they're asking especially Doctor Strange. Oh yeah. So they're asking me question after question mm-hmm. after question. And what I what I do because I'm a great parent. <laughs> um I'm a DC man. Don't fucking don't fucking bug me about Marvel. <laughs> no, 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 no. I like Doctor Strange. Um the uh I I'll watch it I'll watch it once with them and answer all their questions. And then I'll watch it again by myself. Yeah. You know, so I watched it that second time. And I, it was, yeah, it's really good. You know what I mean? I, I think what really makes the movie for me is uh, is Cumberpatch. Cumberpatch is so good in it. Oh, yeah. Um, all the acting. Um, the only one, I didn't really like the bad dude for real. Um, I, I was, he, he just wasn't memorable. 
for me. Yeah, that's that's always been a tendency, but that's kind of with all comic book movies is that yeah. the villains are always a little weak. That's with most comic books. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> I mean there's, in there's comics in comic Yeah, I mean in comics they can do all the stuff, but when you're doing quote unquote based in reality, it's always a little fucking harder to do. Yeah, so it's I him um he just kind of kept the plot moving but every time he was talking i was like just shut him up but i think <laughs> even they knew that because he he he's going into his long speech about something and dr strange is always there to g- give him a fucking wisecrack or, oh yeah but when he gets the uh the fucking the cape oh I'm god done, dude. when that he cape flo- the thing in the cape and he just floats up i was like this motherfucker <laughs> my kids are like what's going on i said now he's dr strange he's about to fuck everybody up I know. They, they did the cape so well too. Oh yeah, like how it's really a, a living thing. Like it's 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 its own thing. When it came to his defense and stuff like that, I was like, yes, that was like my geek moment right there. Where like, it was whooping that dude's ass. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs> but um, I think it I think it did well. Um, I know one of the major criticisms of it was how they changed the race of the ancient one. Oh yeah, and like. I never really care, to be honest with you. And and I'm going to be real. I don't care. Like, the whole Nick Fury thing. I didn't fucking care about that either. Because Samuel Jackson's a fucking pimp. Like, I don't give a shit. Well, it's like, that. I mean, for that, you know, when they change white actors to another race, then you have the racists that get upset. Marvel even explained why they changed the race of the ancient one because of the fact that, you know, they're they're a global company. They're, release, they're going to release this in China. And if you actually do, you know, a Tibetan... You know that poses an issue. Yeah, and and they're like they and Feige even explained it like that's why we did it because you know we want our movies to be everywhere and so it's gonna you know we're gonna have to make some changes. And you'll see that a lot, and and a lot of times that is the answer when it comes to Asian characters and Asian characters getting changed up because there's certain sensitivities on the other side of the world that we aren't really aware of. Right. You know that they had because China is like the biggest movie market right now and they don't want to <laughs> they don't want to miss out on that money you know right, what i mean right. i don't blame them yeah you know and not only that like you have billions of people in china that want to catch your flick but you can't have it be played you know what i mean like yeah. that would suck i mean wonder woman got banned from uh lebanon lebanon mm. because technically level lebanon and israel are at war with each other and they count it as an israeli product which it really well, is well no because she was in the israeli army no yeah i know i get yeah. it but she, it, it's still an american movie yeah they're just and I, I bet you if she didn't if she wasn't the main character they wouldn't even care it just it's like gray area bullshit yeah um but i mean it sucks for people in netherlands i guess but i saw it so sucks to be you move somewhere else <laughs> right i hear they're playing it in israel if you'd like to <laughs> take a trip um what did I say? Oh, I go, uh, I told my friend, I'm like, Wonder Woman is not an Israeli product. Gail Gadot is an Israeli product. <laughs> and a damn good Israeli. And a damn good, good one. Yeah, exactly. Stamp of fucking approval. <laughs> I saw a picture of her the other day. A friend sent to me. And it, she wasn't in the Wonder Woman costume. She was like, because she used to be a model. Yeah. Or still is. I don't really know what she's doing. Um, but she was like in workout clothes. And she... Like, yeah, her body looks nice or whatever, but just the way she was looking at the camera had me feeling some kind of way. I was like, <laughs> have you Fuck. seen have you seen the uh, T-shirt her husband wears? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was like your, your wife, wife my, my wife, and it's the Wonder Woman. Uh, the Wonder Woman. I was like, going, fuck yeah, I'd be wearing that shirt if she was my and wife. You know what? The homie told me that. Have you seen her husband? He's just an average looking dude. I'm like, good. Yeah. You should be fucking happy about that. Exactly. I said, I'm already married, so I don't fucking care. But I'm talking to my, my homie who's single. I'm like, that means your average looking ass can get something like Gail Gadot. Yep. Don't be over here fucking up. <laughs> Are you supposed to be happy when the team's winning? Don't be a fucking hater. Right, right. Motherfucker. <laughs> She's so fucking pretty. It's like one of those, I was watching the Wonder Woman movie, and I swear this happened she there was a scene where she's just talking mm. like i don't i forget what she was talking about and and i put i put my fucking my chin in my hand on the seat just like <sighs> <laughs> yeah right so so pretty mm. but also a badass because that movie's a shit i don't know why we're going into movies yeah i don't know either but hey you know what these are the recent movies that i have seen i've enjoyed them <laughs> um can't wait for justice league yeah all right. How about your one so, awesome thing? My one awesome thing is all these movies that I've been seeing. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just playing. Um, so I saw this yesterday, like, yeah. just thumbing through. Sega forever. So <laughs> Sega, who is one of, one of, you talk about old school game companies. Sega was the shit back in the day. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. They're coming out with some, some bullshit nowadays, but they, they were the shit. Sega. Sega. Um, Sega Forever is a collection of free-to-play, ad-supported Sega games featuring offline play, cloud saves, controller support, and leaderboards. Um, That's according to Sega's mobile division, Sega Network. So this is all Sega games that can be free-to-play, with ad support, of course, on the mobile phone. We're talking about iOS and Android. Once downloaded, the games can be unlocked and ads removed for $2. Not bad. The first, the first round of games include the original Sonic the Hedgehog, of course. Of course. Fantasy Star Two. They even do fucking <laughs> Fantasy Star, in there. and and I'm happy they skipped the first one because we don't need it. Um, Comic Zone. That was one. That was my jam back in the day. Kid Chameleon, and the Genesis port of Altered Beast, motherfucker. <laughs> um, the games also include iMessage sticker packs. I don't know what the fuck that is. I think it's um, like things you can send through iMessage. Probably. probably yeah. Like um, Sega's Mike Evans said the collection is first and foremost a celebration of nostalgia. The collection is scheduled to add even more games uh, every two weeks, rounding out your Sega nostalgic needs. So, there's two reasons why I like this. One, first and foremost, Sega's legit for doing this. This is something Nintendo should do. Yeah, you know, it's like get the old. We got these old school titles. Why don't we throw them up free to play? Two dollars. Who gives a shit? Like, if you're playing Sonic the Hedgehog and it's got ads, it's probably going to have those ads where, like, you beat a level and then you got to watch an ad or something like that. Right. Play the game. You know, you know what? I really dig this game. I'm playing it a lot. Let me throw $2 out. Yeah. It's only 2 bucks. Yeah. And but it's but no, demo. Nintendo has to do nine ninety nine to unlock the rest of the game. Well, I mean, it's a brand new game, too. Yeah, but still. Like that, no, the, most people are not going to pay 10 bucks for it. No, they won't, and that will that will teach them a little lesson in economics and free market trade. Um, but I don't know why I haven't downloaded it yet. But I saw it, I was like, "Fuck, this is dope!" Because this say games are the shit, and I hope they add so many more. Um, even some from third parties would be cool. Get some Mortal Kombat or fucking um, what else was on the Sega Genesis? Fucking 
even the Beavis and Butthead game, that game was dope. Oh shit, I forgot that was on the. Uh, that was on the. The one for Sega Genesis was way better than the Super Nintendo version. So. Well, what they got that new what what is in September that they're basically doing the Sega Mini like the Nintendo thing with like eighty four games or something on it. Yeah, and you know what's funny, and it's it, it, it's almost weird to say I'm more excited about that than I was for the Nintendo. Well, because there was a there was an alternative for Nintendo. Yeah. You know, I, and I also feel I feel I've been playing the old school Nintendo games my entire life. Yeah. Like Sega's ones that you kind of they they haven't been readily available unless you be a nefarious. You know what right. I mean? But. But this is I might pick up that Sega one and I don't think Sega will do that fucking oh we only put five on the shelves no because Bullshit. they know how the market works they know people will get it people will you know people will uh, jump out jump onto it unlike Nintendo but we'll talk about Nintendo a little later on yeah so big ups to Sega um, this is definitely cool and I still see I still see some people hating in the comments and stuff like that like it's always uh, that's the problem with the internet is that you know you always have haters they're hating about the two dollars. Like, listen, Sega's not a fucking charity, right? All right, they they need to they need to keep the lights on just like everybody else. Right. And then someone like, don't waste your time. These ports are utter garbage. No, they're not. Listen, you're porting a 16-bit game. It ain't that fucking <laughs> difficult. No, but they're yeah, but they're like these games are shit. You know, it's it's you know, I mean, I can play Modern Warfare the remastered edition and it looks better. Yeah, of course you could. But then, oh, and then the only thing that people do complain about, which is a legit concern, is the controls on phones. Those are always touchscreen. Yeah, but they come. This thing got controller support. Oh shit! No fucking complaints. Imagine you have a little (laughs) ten-inch tablet set up. You got a a tablet that you connect. You connect the fucking original Xbox controller to it. The Duke, motherfucker. Dude, that would be fucking. That would be hilarious, dude. You have your. We have you know your my in my. S8, <laughs> and then I have a fucking hey, you know the Duke controller is? attached to it. It's bigger than the fucking I phone. Think, I think we can do it with our with our phones because we got that adapter, right? That it's the uh, normal USB to the Type C. Oh I right. I think we could plug in a USB controller to our fucking phone. Oh, that'd be cool. Done and done, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> we'll play some Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm fucking gone, dude. If we do, if we could do that, we'll, we should do a video. That's <laughs> played it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is the legit shit, and yeah. I carry a bag every day anyway. It ain't no thing to throw a fucking controller in there. <laughs> ain't no thing to carry a Duke. <laughs> That's right. Well, maybe a Duke. I don't want to break my back. If you lean into the back carrying that Duke again, yeah, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I got these games. <laughs> uh, all right. On that note, let's jump into some headlines. <laughs> So, um, if you guys haven't seen our, our, this, before I jump into the headlines, I posted this uh, this uh, message on um, on Twitter on our Twitter account, uh, basically saying for, normally for five week months we don't have a second weekly show, but this week we'll have a bonus Lazy Geeks episode uh, just for you guys. And um, I put in a GIF of Obama saying "You're welcome" and then kicking the door as he walks out. <laughs> I saw that GIF. I was like, "Oh, that's just funny." <laughs> I saw one. It was Obama. it was a picture of Obama, and they 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 photoshopped it so he looked like the last Airbender, and it says when you when you need him the most, he disappears. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> oh man! All right. So, in entertainment news, um, 
this is this is kind of the classification for this episode of that escalated quickly. Um, so in the realm of major tentpole blockbusters, changing directors are rather commonplace. Uh, we've seen them run rampant in films like Thor, The Dark World, The Flash, and Wonder Woman. This is the first time in history that Lucasfilms has changed directors while actually in production. Uh, people will note that Josh Trank was changed after, um, after the Fantastic Four fiasco, but production never actually begun yet. Phil Lord and Chris Miller were replaced in the Han Solo spinoff movie with Ron Howard. The film has been in production since late January or February, depending on which publication you read, and is reportedly three weeks away from completing production with reshoots slated for later this summer. While Lucasfilms is citing creative differences for their split, it is not usually this late in the game for a director change to happen. Normally, we've seen changes in the editing process when the studio brings in someone to re-edit a film to make it more suitable a more suitable film. Just look at Alien 3 and American History X for um striking opposite examples it sounds it sounds like they were being fucking difficult and the studio got fed up well that's what it seems like yeah from what uh, now the article that i uh, that i was just reading was the art the ar- initial article that came out on monday from the, uh, from the site but since then uh ron howard was on the shortlist and i was like yeah right ron howard's gonna they're gonna get ron howard to do a reshoot you know basically finish a film and then they got ron howard i was like wow the internet was actually right you know on what? this one but yeah, it's a reshoot, and you know we all know Ron Howard's a big name. But it is the Han Solo movie, like yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like he's probably like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, I'll come in and do a reshoot. <laughs> I'll like, do, he'll do the reshoots and then finish whatever else is done with the film. Supposedly, this um, the production actually went on a break because of the change and everything like that. Now, of course, people in the realm of the internet, which don't know how to look up things of the past. Um, are saying, oh my God, who's gonna co- who's gonna have credit? They only have three weeks left of filming. Here's the thing: this is never this has never not happened before. Prime example of this, and if you don't know about this, read a book. Um, the original Superman and Superman two movie, first first movie directed by Richard Donner. Richard Donner. They were filming both uh, movies back to back because they were technically two parters, and they had actors like Marlon Brando. Gene Hackman, which they had to film all their shit before they left. So they filmed, he had filmed basically the first movie and 75% of the second film before they stopped production and said, focus on completing the first one to get that out. And then Donner wasn't, uh, was fired from that. And then uh, Richard Lester was brought in for that. Why was he fired again? Um, there were a lot of different reasons, depending on who you believe. Uh, arguments with the producers, the producers not wanting um, wanting to change the tone to make it a little campier, funnier, um, not wanting to pay um, Marlon Brando the rest of the money that he was um, asked for for the second part, and just trying to basically basically increase their revenue by cutting other things. Right. So, so they brought in Richard Lester, who, in order for him to get credit, he essentially had to film 51% of the movie. And 25% of that was already left unfilmed. Well, when Gene Hackman said he didn't like the change, so he refused to come back and reshoot anything. So everything of Gene Hackman that was in Superman 2 was filmed by Richard Donner. Um, same thing with John Williams. John Williams left because he didn't um, he didn't like the, what they were going with. Their editors left. Their director of photography left after all of that. So what Lester did was he basically re- they rewrote and refilmed an extra 26% of that movie for him to get sole credit on that, which would be extreme given the fact that 
you know, with three weeks left in production, we don't know how how much of the film was actually finished. So it's anybody's game. But I will I would seriously doubt if production is as questionable as the reports are coming out, basically saying that, you know, Lord and um, Lord and Miller are more comedic directors. And then we're we're trying to make a lighter movie than what Star Wars, you know, than the, the, the Lucasfilm camp was looking for. We could see him reshoot a bunch of the movie, which would actually give Ron Howard sole credit. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case, if that turns out to be the case where, right. you know, if, if they have to do and then if they have reshoots, reshoot a lot of that during the reshoots, um, you know, so th- there's a lot. I really doubt we'll see a three person credit on 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 the director's side. Um, so he'll have to shoot a majority of that film. And, it, it you know, who knows? I mean, they still say it's going to come out in May of next year. I wouldn't hold to that. Because, you know, all the other actors like Donald Glover and um what's her name uh amelia clark you know they got other shows they got to do so you know they'll depending on how they how their scenes are shot they may have to bring them back in later or what have you so who knows but i i really seriously doubt they brought in ron howard to give him co co-director credit oh i know so i mean i was always I was it, this was one of those movies that was I was like, do we need it? Did we need a, a, a prequel Han Solo movie? No. You know, so. Yeah, but did we need Rogue One? Yes. And for that for that matter, did we need um, Star Wars to be rebooted at all? Or not rebooted, but continued. Yeah. No, rebo- rebooted. Because <laughs> let's be honest, I enjoyed The Force Awakens. I really did. It's a great movie. It's pretty much the first one. Oh no, I agree with done, you on that. Done again, and I think that's a generally accepted fact. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, yet still better than the prequels. Yes. Well, I mean, Howard <laughs> the Duck was better than the prequel. <laughs> well, less respectful. At least. I mean, that was you know that's dial M for murder classic compared to ah. the prequels, you know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, but yeah, so. Well, we can't really complain about Ron Howard coming on anything because I love Ron Howard. But so, he's in desperate need of a hit as of late. But and yeah, this, he, this, we haven't seen him in, in a while. No, we've seen him. He's just his we'll movies haven't his his movies haven't been doing those all that well. What was the last one he came out with? I forget. Uh, I want to say it was one of the two Chris Helmsworth movies, uh, either that racing one or the um, the one with the something about the sea. I don't know. They were like quick out, in and out in theaters if you notice too lately since the comic book movies have, have really become a big thing if you're not a com if you don't have a comic book character in your movie it's really hard for you to do well in the theaters yeah. I, i've noticed that like all these like serious it's like people don't want that anymore they, they just want to go have fun they, they don't <laughs> they don't want to and, and to be honest i mean yeah i mean sometimes you know and it's it's indicative of the, of the climate you know if the climate everybody's like you know, oh, everybody's happy, good, lucky, and stuff like that. You know, you kind of want to have something that counters to that. So then you would have something serious, like more dramas, like the 70s. You know, things were kind of all over the place in the 70s, kind of had this weird kind of coalescence, you know, coalescence of, um, of dark films as well as like comedies, like outrageous comedies. 80s was 
was a good time in America. So you got all these different types of movies and everything did well. And then sci-fi was blowing up because technology right. at right. home was becoming such a big yeah, deal. In the 90s, you had, yeah, you had technology that boomed Jurassic Park and then everything just went by the way. I think now, I think now, and I'm not trying to be, you know, bleeding hard or anything, but nowadays so many people, whether for right reasons or not reasons, they either feel lost or just fucking exhausted with like the shit that's actually going on in the real world. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they, they just they just want to go to the movies and just think about something different. Yeah. You know, and and putting a movie out that's like Schindler's List probably ain't gonna really help you lift your fucking spirits. <laughs> you know. Right. Um. All right. So. Ever since, ever since Steve, <laughs> it was revealed that Warner Brothers was developing a Suicide Squad spinoff revolving around Margot Robbie's Holly Quinn. And the Gotham City Sirens, who, if you do not know, are Poison Ivy, uh, Catwoman, and Batgirls usually in there somewhere, but she's not part of the Sirens. Um, one question about the project was whether it would include an appearance of Holly's on-again, off-again boyfriend, the Joker, played in Suicide Squad by Oscar winner Jared, Jared Leto. Um, is it Leto or Leto? Leto. It's Leto, right? Okay. Entertainment Tonight caught up with Leto this week. Uh, while he was promoting his new HBO documentary series, The Defiant Ones, and asked him whether his Joker will be in the DC film. Quote, I have no idea. Maybe I know, but I can't confirm or deny, <laughs> said Leto. He continued, there are a lot of moving pots with that stuff, and we'll, and we'll see what happens next. Um, Gotham City Sirens will be directed by Suicide Squad's David Ayer, uh, who will also produce the movie along with DC Films' uh, Jeff Johns and John Berg. I'm happy to see that um, they're on there, too. Uh, in addition to starring, Robbie will also exec produce, which means she's paying for it. Um, Geneva Robinson's Duarte. Duarte? No, wait. Geneva Robinson Duarte. The Tomb Raider reboot will script. So the person who wrote the Tomb Raider reboot. Right. Um, Ayer took to social media in, in February to possibly tease Black Mask as the villain uh, of the movie, which would be cool and make sense. Um, I'm surprised they they aren't going with a female director again. But then, you know what? Even when I say that, I, I realize how dumb that sounds. <laughs> because I, I was having a conversation with somebody about, and it was a, it was a woman, person I was talking to. And she was like, oh, yeah, did you hear that Wonder Woman was directed by a woman? And I'm like, do you know who you're fucking talking to? Of course I know who directed fucking Wonder Woman. And um, she goes, that's why it was so great. I said, listen, no. well, I am happy that a woman, women are getting the respect that they deserve for directing. She did not direct that movie um, great because she has a vagina. I said, the whole point is that she did it because she's a good director. And that she's not hindered in that ability by the fact that she's a woman. She could direct just like everybody else. So for me even saying, I'm surprised they didn't do it, but not because I want them to do it or don't want them to do it, um, have a female director for this one. But I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, oh, we got to get a female director now because <laughs> there's <laughs> girls in here. But, um, you know, if we're, just, if we're just throwing broads at shit, who don't have the skills? You know, mm -hmm. it, then we're just we're fucking up anyway. So... I don't know. That whole female director thing has been a, you know, and women are proud of it and that they should be, but she's just a really good director. Yeah. Doesn't, I mean, we, I saw monster too. That was a good fucking movie and nobody was jerking off at her being a, a woman back then that I remember. 
Well, yeah, because you know they the they've created this glass ceiling, and you know I mean and let's you know I, Wonder Woman needed to be needed to be directed by a woman. I I th I believe, um, and but you know everything worked well. That's the thing, you know, because yeah. it could have easily gone south, you know, like everything else. But, you know, it worked well. She made the character strong. And it was only good because she made the... She knew the character. There's a There are so many times where we see movies where people go and they're... Perfect example. Max Payne. That horrible, horrendous movie that came out years ago with, Ma with Mark Wahlberg. The video game. Perfectly easy to adapt. But they didn't do that. They winning... And it was, it was done by a man. And it was... It made it into a horrible shitstorm of a movie that bared no resemblance to what was actually there. So it's like... Well, that's the dumb shit, too. If, if you have a movie that fails and a dude directed it, no one mentions, oh, because he's a guy. But right. if a woman directs a movie that fails, it'd be like, well, maybe women don't really have the chops. It's like, stop it. Yeah. It's not 1910. Yeah. It's like, like, you know, we... we that, all... that particular person just sucks at directing a movie. That's right. to do with what gender they are. Exactly. And there's there's a lot of reasons why movies don't pull around. But, you know, Catherine Bigelow is a big, I mean, Zero Dark Thirty. The, um, she did uh, also, shit, what was the one with Jeremy Renner? The Hurt Locker. You know, yeah. she's done a lot of war movies and she should. Just some heavy fucking flicks, man. Yeah. And, you know, she was married to James Cameron. So obviously she knows about heavy duty war That's flicks. why she's good because she was married to a male director. <laughs> oh, is that it? Is so, that it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's one of those things where people blow things way out of proportion. Um, like my, my manager. My manager is a woman. She's a black woman, actually. Let's let's add an extra, right? An an extra um, sub sub part of culture, um, and she was sitting there telling everybody how, because she was a black woman, things are difficult for her, and she can't she can't achieve certain things and this and that. I'm like, uh, you're my senior manager at one of the biggest banks in the world, and we're the same age. And she's like, well, yeah, because I went to school. I'm like, yeah, because you went to school it has nothing to do with you being black and me being white or you being a woman. You you put the work in. If I would have put the work in, I'd be at the same place. Hmm. Like, calm down. <laughs> I mean, you know, yes, I mean, yeah, there there are some realms of that, but a lot of times, most people put that on there because they fail to achieve whatever they want to achieve or they believe they deserve. Is a then, scapegoat. Yeah. Instead of sitting there going, I I am not where I I should be because I didn't work hard. Right. They go, oh, I'm not where I could be because I am pick a minority right. of anything. You know, it's it's just silly. <laughs> well, it's like I was with there with I was at work and I was um, I do criminal background checks and um, I was there with another coworker and he's he's African American and, and um, uh, gay African American and and we've been joking around a lot at work and then I go I was looking at this record of this one person and I was like going wow they got a grand jury indictment for infraction drug possession. I was like, wow, and this was in Arizona. And I was like, wow. And they're like, for an infraction. I go, yeah, grand jury indictment. And the guy goes, what was her name? And then I said the first name. I go, oh, Aisha. And he goes, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, he goes, if it was named Joseph or William or something like that, most likely you wouldn't have seen that in there. But it was just kind of, I was like, crack it up. We had a talk. Um, 
about the term African American. Now in California, everybody I notice that everybody says African American. Yeah. They don't hear. They say black. Yeah. Which is pretty much most of the country. It's black and white. It's it's not African American or white because nobody calls nobody calls white people anything but white. Um, and this one person was like, "You're when you see me, what we were talking about like uh, racism." Actually, we maybe. call them blanco Americans. Blancos Americans. That's <laughs> that works. Um, and the guy was like, he's trying to make a point, you know, a grand point. And he's like, when you see me, what do you see? And I'm like, an asshole. And I'm joking <laughs> around. And he's like, no, seriously, when it comes to, like, culture. And I said, I don't know, a black dude. And he's like, see, that's where, that's where white people fuck up. And I go, how? And he's like, it's African American. I go, okay, two points. One, you just called me a white person. <laughs> two, you are not from Africa. You are from America. No one calls me Irish American because I'm not. I wasn't born in Ireland. I was born here. I said, you people just don't know how English works. That's the problem. No, <laughs> everyone was sleeping during English class and they don't know how to fucking describe anything. I said, I said, people say black because it's like a, it's just a feature. It's just like saying you have a uh, hazel eyes. I almost said Asian eyes <laughs> for wow. some reason. Um, <laughs> like hazel eyes or something like that that's all it is i was like i said i said i'm not offended if you call me white i don't really give a shit to be honest with you you call me irish american i might look at you funny like <laughs> what but it, it it's so stupid how people get hung up on well, things there's obviously derogatory terms that you don't want to say right. but but that's what happens but, you know, when you don't have great injustices to fight anymore you have to pick on the exactly. stupid nuances Exactly. This is the same. This goes all into the fucking anti-vaxxers, the flat Earth. It, human human beings thrive on conflict. That's how we learn. It's how we how we um, become greater versions of ourselves. And when you live in a country where there is very little conflict, conflict will be created. Mm -hmm. Trust me, because it it needs to be there. It's it's and I think the perfect in any movie ever that it was explained was in the Matrix. Yeah. Where Agent Smith said the first Matrix they created was a utopia, and the human mind denied it. They could not live in a world that was perfect. So they created the world, the regular world, a copy of it. And then everyone accepted it because there was, there was pain, there was suffering, there was also joy and stuff like that. So it's... You, I see it all the fucking time on the news, and I see it with, with people just around. My kids do it, and I have to check them. Yeah, like to be, you know, just stupid. Stuff. Oh, I didn't pass this. I didn't pass this test. It's probably because they changed it. I'm like, no, it's because you didn't fucking study. That's why. <laughs> like, stop it. Yeah, there isn't some great injustice going on that kept you from getting an A on that test. You're just a dumbass that was on your phone too much. So, there you go. <laughs> All right, that's your civic lesson for today. So You're welcome. <laughs> All right, so moving on into gaming news. Uh, last year, Activision announced a, that Call of Duty Infinite Warfare would come with a remastered Call of Duty Modern Warfare uh, if you purchase the Legacy Edition. At the time, Activision claimed that they had no intention of offering a standalone version of Modern Warfare, mostly in hopes of bolstering sales of um, for the more expensive edition. As history has shown, it did not turn out that way the way they hoped, and now it seems there will be a standalone version. Charlie Intel received a tip on Monday that showed a shrink wrap version of Modern Warfare remastered for the PlayStation 4 and a target price tag of $39.99. 
According to the tipster, it's seen that the game would have a release date of June 27th. It's not completely surprising that Activision would release a standalone version of the game since no one bought the Legacy Edition. That game, by Activision's own admission, quote-unquote underperformed and, quote-unquote, just didn't resonate with fans. However, it is a safe assumption that the game that even if the game did sell well, Activision would still release a standalone version just to anger their base. How many times have you purchased a game with and all its DLC only to have a special Game of the Year edition drop with all the DLC included for a uh-huh. reduced price? Gamers, Star Wars fans, and Star Trek fans are all always getting screwed for their by their content overlords. So not me, because I fucking wait. You can <laughs> if you've been buying games long enough, you can tell which one's gonna be that game of the year edition. No, oh, yeah. And you're like, any no, Batman like, title. <laughs> any Batman title. Skyrim. Yeah. I bought I bought Skyrim when it came out. And I refused to buy the fucking DLCs. And everyone was like, Get that DLC get it. Nope, nope, nope. Lo and behold, Game of the Year edition came out and it was like twenty bucks. Yeah. Because they dropped the I'm like, thanks. Pick that fucking up. <laughs> I was like, you guys are fucking. But you know what? Most people aren't patient. Yeah, they want it they right want now. It now yeah. You know, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so speaking of buying games, it's time for you to feel guilty about yourself because the Steam Summer Sale is here. Oh yeah, it's June, isn't it? And That's right. July, yeah. Until um, July fifth, from from now. Well, from a couple days ago. Uh, to July 5th, the Steam Summer Sale is rolling out. The deals are a plenty, like every year. Hmm. And I'm going to run through a couple of a uh, couple of big titles that are pretty cheap. And uh, this particular Just website, like which, Adam, uh, nah. fuck you. <laughs> uh, this particular website that I got this list from, PC Game Games N, it's a great website if you haven't been there, by the way. Um, has it has the prices also in the British pound? Uh, so I'll give it. Because why not? Someone could be lis- listening to us in the uh, in England over there. Although you or could Scotland. get the or you could get the link to the show notes. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but I don't give a fuck. Okay, <laughs> this is my show, and I'll fucking say it if I want to say it. <laughs> why are we discriminating against our friends across the pond? Okay, right. We fought alongside them in both world wars, Steve. <laughs> All right, so. This is broken up into three sections. For less than $5, less than $15, less than $25. So first is less than $5. Shadowrun Dragonfall Director's Cut is $3. Oh, by the way, I'm not going to put... I'm not going to say $2.99. You're right. Stupid. $3 in American money and $2.19 in British money. <laughs> Transistor wow. is $3. Transistor is $3 or two two twenty four pounds How do you even say that? Because I want to say two dollars and twenty four cents. How do you? That's why I wouldn't bother saying it. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. So in the show notes, <laughs> there's a link. I'm sorry, guys. It's just going to slow everything down. Um, Fallout New Vegas is two fifty. This War of Mine is three or is four dollars. Middle Middle Earth Shadows of Mordor is four dollars. That game's tight. Metro Last Light Redux is five dollars. And Democracy Three Africa Standalone is three seventy five. And if you if you are a nerd about politics, the Democracy series is dope. Um, <laughs> Democracy Three, which is actually a much bigger game than Africa Standalone, is six dollars and twenty five cents. City Skylines is seven fifty. Game's fucking sick. South Park: The Stick of Truth seven fifty. If you haven't played it yet, um, 
Soma is nine. Uh, light, lightning returns. Final fan. Oh, the spell check, motherfuckers! Lightning returns. It's not lighting. <laughs> lightning returns. Final Fantasy um, thirteen. Ten bucks. Hyperlight Drifters. Ten bucks. Uh, Darkest Dungeon, ten bucks, and Tropical Five Complete Edition for twelve sixty two. That's a good little city building game. Um, this is the hottest one on here for me. Divinity Original Sin Enhanced Edition, sixteen bucks. If you're into the old school like Dungeons and Dragons uh, PC RPGs, pick this game. But this game was fucking amazing. Dishonored Two is twenty bucks. Total War Warhammer is twenty dollars and thirty nine cents. All paid DLC for that game is also discounted 33% if you want to add that on. Uh, Torment Tides of Numenemrene is $22.50. Uh, Tyranny, $22.49. Hitman, the complete first season, is $23.73. And uh, this is another one, Witcher's 3 Wild Hunt Game of the Year Edition, $25. You can also pick <laughs> that up consoles for like fucking $15 at GameStop, but whatever. If you want it for PC, there you go. Um, that's it. I mean, there's plenty more on sale, but just in case you aren't paying attention, the fucking summer sale's going on. Get right. Yeah, because it's always I've always that's when you know what time of year it is. Is right. when the Steam sale happens. It always happens when I'm broke. Yeah, oh, of course. I had money, <laughs> and then the summer sale happens. I'm broke. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Oh, man. So, in comic book news, back in March, Greg Ruka had announced that he was leaving the DC comic Wonder Woman with issue number 27. Since then, we've had Shay Fontana and artists Jesus Marino and Marika Adolfo filling in until a new creative team was announced. On Monday, a new creative team was announced to take over the title with issue number 31. According to DC Comics, quote, this fall, with Wonder Woman number 31, a new creative team comprising writer uh, co um, comprising writer James Robinson, Starman, GSA, The Golden Age, Earth 2, Carlo Pagluyanin, Deathstroke, Batman and Robin Eternal, and Emmanuel Lupacino, Supergirl, one, Star Superwoman, and Starfire, will begin a six-month run on DC's main Wonder Woman twice-monthly comic book series with the new story arc, Children of the Gods. Spinning out of the pages of DC Universe Rebirth and Justice League Darkseed War, Robinson and company will answer one of the biggest questions of the year. Who is Wonder Woman's brother? Taken away from Themyscira in the dead of night, the mysterious Jason, the only male ever born on the island, has been hidden somewhere far from the sight of, the, of gods and men. But his life and Wonder Woman's are about to intersect in a terrifying way, bringing them face to face with a cosmic threat that they have never imagined. Uh, Wonder Woman 31's written by GLAAD Award nominee Robinson and art by uh, Pagliannan arrives in store September 27th. And on the website, you can see the, uh, the first look at Brian Hitch's cover for issue 31. Featuring Wonder Woman, Darkseed's daughter Growl, and one of William Mountain Markson's other famous creations, the legendary foe Giganta. So, um, now Greg Ruka's run has been um, pretty much uh, lauded by a lot of fans. Uh, always felt that he brought Wonder Woman back to where it needed to be in the comics, uh, fleshing out the uh, backstory with the whole rebirth line. And uh, 
with getting Robinson involved, I think it's it's a good step in the right direction of bringing somebody who's solid, who's written for female characters before, strong female characters. I've always been a fan of his, uh, not just on DC but in the Marvel side too. So I, I think it's um, I think it's in good hands at this point. When he's slumming it at Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my story's on Wonder Woman 2. Now, you would think that we're just fucking have a hard-on for Wonder Woman, which is also accurate. Right. But um, it's just DC's fully pushing Wonder Woman right now because she's the, the hot ticket, um, which is also yeah. fully accurate. <laughs> <laughs> In collaboration between DC and Dark Horse Comics, Wonder Woman and Conan the Barbarian are crossing over for a new six-issue comic. Uh, Den of Geeks reports fan favorite Wonder Woman writer uh, Gail Simone will pen the entire miniseries titled Wonder Woman slash Conan <laughs> um, and will work with artists Aaron Lepresti, inker Matt Ryan, and colorist Wendy Broom. Um, the first issue will be released on September 20th. Simone previously worked with Lepresti on Wonder Woman Ends of the Earth. Uh, Wonder Woman slash Conan follows Conan who, after watching a shore in a strange land, meets Wonder Woman for the first time. The two are then captured by, the powerful, by a powerful slave owner and must battle against the dark power that aims to destroy them. Quote, I love crossovers. I love Wonder Woman. And being able to bring the undisputed greatest warriors of the DCU and Robert E. Howard's Hyborian age together for the first time is a dream come true, said Simone. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's dope. And I'm sitting here with the Conan the Barbarian fucking movie poster above my head. Like I'm, I'm about this shit. Like, <laughs> I, was, I thought you were gonna say above it. my bed. <laughs> oh no, it's it's at my desk. It's calm down. Um, Which is across from my bed. <laughs> uh, so this this should be um, thoroughly dope. Yeah, I'd be you curious know, to see how that that relationship works out. Yeah, because Conan is a is a bit of a womanizer. Yeah. Like he not I mean not in a sleazy like modern way, but he's he's like a fucking bronze age warrior. Yeah. He's like back woman. Right. Like that kind of shit, you know. So there's but, definitely But he's also he's also one of those that uh admires a woman who you know, who can handle herself. Right. So, so yeah. there's going to be uh I'm assuming the first issue at least is going to be a little ridiculous right so um yeah this can be dope and i want some arnold schwarzenegger schwarzenegger references in there as well please you see it all of a sudden a random line get to the chopper get to the chopper <laughs> last week when we were doing the show uh we were listening to a, a youtube clip of somebody <laughs> replacing all of darth vader's lines with um arnold schwarzenegger's uh that shit was hilarious yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it? You're just a pussy. <laughs> all... A pussy. <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on into technology news. Uh, this article comes from. Oh, this is actually no. This comes from the site. Is the site as well? Uh, while many of the media were commenting on how the public has not forgotten about the fiery demise of the Samsung Galaxy Note Seven, it seems that many people have forgotten. With the strong performance of Samsung's Galaxy S8, it would seem that Samsung is prepping themselves for the official announcement of the Galaxy Note 8, according to, according to Reuters. 
citing a person familiar with the situation. Uh, Samsung is prepping the to announce the device during an August event. The source cites that the Note 8 will, will quote, sport a curved uh, screen that is marginally larger than the 6.2-inch version of the Galaxy S8 smartphone and will feature two rear cameras. The Note 7 was equipped with a 5.7-inch curved glass and one rear camera. There was never a doubt that Samsung would scrap the um, would not scrap the Note line, given that the seventh in the seventh in the line had some fiery issues. While many Apple fanboys have claimed that Samsung would have to drop the name or introduce it as a new device for people to forget any attachment with the Galaxy line, sales of the Galaxy S8 show people do allow companies one pass, and it seems seems that Samsung devotees are more loyal than people thought. This will undoubtedly be good news for Note users that have either are still holding out um, onto their are still holding onto their old Note devices to see what happens, or Note users that had to give up their faulty devices. It is a strong sign that they that they keep the name and move ahead. After the performance and reviews of the S8, everyone knows that they have made a stronger product, and people will flock to it. Yeah, I'm, I I am a avid Note fan. Um, and if the seven wouldn't have fucked up, I probably would have picked it up Yeah. when I had just got, I mean, I'm satisfied with my, with my, uh, galaxy eight, right. But definitely if no, if that new note is, is fresh, that might be my next phone. So, yeah, I mean, to me, it's one of those things where I've, I was looking at it and it even, you know, even after that, I mean, I, I know people that still have old notes because, you know, they paid it off and they're just holding on to it and they like it, but they're like, you know, they go, I know with the seven, but are they going to do an eight? Like they're that's what they're asking for. They're like, are they still going to do another one? Because I, I will need to get a new phone and, right. they, and they want to know that. So it's like it's a good device. It was just it just had a, a fucked up one, you know, which happens. And to me, it's one of those things of like, you know, fanboys can sit there and talk all the shit they want about it. But the thing is, is that if this the, the thing that people the thing that uh, that bothers me the most is that people said they're going oh they're gonna oh the galaxy oh it, it, did it come with fire protection or blah 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 but if it had happened to apple it would have been oh apple's being bold by continuing you know with this and you know right. moving on with it it's like it, i noticed for some reason apple people treat apple like they're some kind of great victim right. of of some other person's plight you right. know it doesn't make any sense to me what's also funny is that um if, and if you watch a very underrated movie, uh, the Steve Jobs movie, where Michael Fassbender plays Steve Jobs. Oh, I love that movie. Oh, that movie's great. Um, I think it's one of the most underrated movies around. Um, he, when he talks about the Pippin to uh, the former head of Apple and says, it was the pen. I killed it because of the pen, because what do you do with the other five digits? And right after I saw that on... on um, one of the cable channels, I flipped it over to regular network television and I saw the Apple pen being advertised for tablets and stuff. Yeah. I was like, wow, really? That That's where we're going. Or Steve Jobs didn't want that. That's why he never had it. But it's like, oh, people want a pen. Let's give him a pen. And then suddenly it's like, oh, it's a it's a it's a new thing. It's bold. It's innovative. It's a fucking plastic pencil. Which notes have had for what seven times now? <laughs> and you know who has the best one? Microsoft. No, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> no, Microsoft's. Uh, their Surface, yeah. 
their surface one is is so fucking dope like as dope as a plastic pencil can be but you know right dope if I had the money, I, I'd get one of those Microsoft laptops just because it's sexy as fuck. Yeah. And just because I can go piss off someone with a MacBook. <laughs> you purposely like, oh, walk you gotta... around. You purposely walk around any event. You see somebody using a, a MacBook. They just like purposely sit next to them, open up your right. surface. Like, oh, that MacBook. You got a MacBook, huh? Um, how's 2010 treating you? Like, just be that dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, excuse me while I play a video game that isn't made by Blizzard. Right. <laughs> So, my story. This is actually pretty cool. Um, you say so. Stop it. <laughs> Steve gets upset because I the tech one. I get super nerdy sometimes, <laughs> and I I can feel Steve's boredom <laughs> through through fucking Skype. FCC Chairman Ajit, <laughs> go fuck yourself. What? <laughs> FCC Chairman Ajit Pa. How many pa, dicks did you suck? What? <laughs> Wow, has released has released a statement announcing that the what was that? Are we good? Yeah, it wasn't was. for me. It wasn't for me either. Hello, someone else there? <laughs> Hello, is it me? I'm looking for. Um, announcing that the commission has granted OneWeb approval for U.S. market access. OneWeb is the name of the company, by the way. For U.S. market access to launch a network of internet beaming satellites into orbit, OneWeb, which is backed in part by Richard Branson, has been working on providing broadband internet via satellite since 2000, uh, when it acquired the satellite spectrum formerly owned by SkyBridge. I actually remember hearing the term SkyBridge when I was a kid, and I can't remember what it was from. Um, OneWeb plans to launch a constellation of 720 low-Earth orbiting satellites using non-geostationary satellite orbit. NGSO for short, uh, technology in order to provide global high-speed broadband. The company's goal has far-reaching implications and will provide internet to rural and hard-to-reach areas that currently have little access to to internet connectivity. Additionally, OneWeb has a target of connecting every unconnected school by 2022 and bridging the digital divide by 2027. Other companies are currently planning similar space internet satellite uh, constellations including Boeing, Viasat, Telesat, and Elon Musk SpaceX, which has been meeting with the FCC for months. Tom, Tom Sullivan, chief of the FCC's International Bureau, says the additional application range from as little as two satellites to as many as 4,000 and are still under review by the Bureau. According to OneWeb, the company plans to launch an initial 10 production satellites in early 2018 which pending tests will then be followed by a full launch as early as 2019. While Pi's uh, statement grants access, it is only a first step. FCC's com- FCC Commissioner Michael O'Reilly said in... The- See, I can say O'Reilly. <laughs> no, I say it's Riley. Um, said in his statement that the scope of these systems has raised many issues, such as preventing inline interference and orbital debris which will need to be considered further. Additionally, there are also multiple conditions on OneWeb's approval. For example, access to some frequencies could be restricted by future multi-channel video distribution and data services proceedings. And our action today is con- conditioned on the outcome of the larger NGSO rulemaking. So anyway, a lot of technical shit in there. But this whole global internet thing 
has been talked about for a while now. And a lot of different companies are trying it. And um, OneWeb is just the first one who got the first. They're like they're ahead of everybody else. Um, I think it's an excellent idea because we could provide internet to people who don't have it, um, which I feel the internet is is as Im- it's that important of a communication tool that everyone should be able to have it. I because bo- the way the article is presented, it sound it's they're making it sound like we don't have satellite internet. Which we, we have satellite. We do. We have satellite internet, but it's um, not to the scale. Well, yeah, because it, it I, I, I believe I believe from what I remember, and this comes from you know my knowledge of working with uh, customer service for Directv, which offer you know satellite internet uh, for people in areas that couldn't get it. And from what I gathered, it was little faster than dial-up. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. And and the, the thing that it really struggles, the current satellite internet struggles with is upload speed. Like the download speed is fast, but the upload speed is horrendous. Um, Which would make things like Skype and stuff like that very hard to... Exactly. Any two-way communication. But the... My question is, because like current satellite now, if you go to... And your chat um, roulette, you know, would be very... <laughs> right. Exactly. Because um, you know that's now, what most people are using it for. <laughs> right. Um... <laughs> Current satellite internet providers have caps. There is no unlimited plan, mm. like, and the caps are not generous. Um, like, I, I forget which company it was, and honestly, I wouldn't want to throw them out anyway. But it was like a hundred dollars a month, and I think you got yeah. t- twenty gigs. Yeah, it was something. It was some outrageous price for some like shitty amount. Like you right. get be- so, you get better amounts on your phone. You would think, you know, you're oh, 20 gigs, that should be plenty. It's like, no, nah, not really. When you yeah. count in streaming Netflix and Hulu and, oh, yeah. you know, download this and download that. I mean, just last, porn and stuff like that, just I mean. last month, I have unlimited on my phone now. So I don't care anymore about what I do. I, I just do whatever I want on my phone. I use 36 gigs oh, yeah. on my phone. Yeah. Like, Imagine what my I think I think we go over 20 gigs a day in my well, house. I, I went over I, I looked at because um, I have unlimited with Time Warner, which is now Spectrum, and they still keep the unlimited cable Internet. And um, I've always gotten curious because I'm like, I wonder how much data I use, you know, because when you have unlimited, you kind of don't give a shit. So I was like kind of wondering because one, we do the show. So we do Skype a lot. I have to upload the podcasts, you know, as well as just normal shit, you know, using everything with with Wi-Fi and I checked my month year and I used like 200 gigs in a month. I'm telling you, I was like, fuck me. If how do people survive with like 20 gigs a month? I have uh, I'm in my router shit right now. My router will tell me, I just have to fucking find it. But the, um, it tells me, Oh, traffic analyzer. It tells me how much I use like daily, just today. I use 70.75 gigabytes. Jesus. And that's, that's, it even breaks it down. The majority, 10 gigs is YouTube, <laughs> right? Um, oh, no, that, this is just the living room. So the living room used YouTube and then six gigs of Netflix. The Xbox One, which is in the living room, so I don't know how. <laughs> Let's go to my computer specifically. Uh, five gigs for YouTube. It's mostly YouTube, right? to be honest, because my kids like to watch a lot of fucking dumb shit. My Chromecast, 10 gigs of YouTube. My desktop, 10 gigs of YouTube. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, but it's because we have 
this these My numbers are kind of chat roulette. <laughs> these numbers are kind of high, obviously, because I have unlimited internet. So a lot of times they'll have YouTube and then they walk away. Right, right. And then it's just constantly streaming and nobody's watching it. Um, but it's funny to me. Like that's 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 what I'm worried about with the satellite internet bit is if there's a cap, it's useless. Yeah. To it's not useless to the rural areas, the people that just need it to get information that they they don't they haven't even they've never even had 90s internet. They they don't right. know anything about it. Like some of these third world countries, and for the schools and stuff like that. But even then, if you if you connect to school the internet, they can't they can't watch documentaries or anything right. like that unless they have a good data cap or they don't have a data cap at all. Yeah. So I I think and also data caps are bullshit. Yeah, like just stop. It's just yet another way to charge me fucking money. Um, I have to have a business account. That's how much data we use. You know, yeah, so ridiculous. I, I've never understood the purpose of data caps. It's just simply, oh, well, there's well, we can say it's a strain on the spectrum. So we'll we can cap them at a ridiculously low amount and then charge them in increments when they need it or right. charge them ridiculous amounts for, you know, unlimited. And even unlimited is not unlimited. So. Unlimited is not unlimited. Yeah. Truer words have never been said. Yeah. And if you don't believe me, read your fine print. So, on that. Oh note, my! My wait a minute. My traffic analyzer is the shit. <laughs> I just clicked. I just clicked on apps, and it broke it up apps, not by room. So YouTube, forty-four gigs. Jesus. Netflix, nine gigs. Hulu, eight gigs. PlayStation, three gigs. My Xbox ain't even on here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because the Xbox is more in tune with computers, so it sorts it out better. Right. The PlayStation's a piece of shit, so it kind of... I mean, uh, it's, it's more of a game console. <laughs> Hold on. This is the number we all want to see. Monthly. Okay? This, this, is, this is the real shit. How much data for just YouTube? How many gigs do you think I've used this month what did you say you used today today it was 50 50 yeah oh god i um, you ain't ready for this fucking number no bro. i know i'm not i'm trying i'm like going well let's see 50 divided uh multiplied by 30 <laughs> uh <laughs> like what 1500 gigs like a terabyte 760 gigabytes jesus over half a ne terabyte Netflix was 679 gigabytes. The Xbox alone was 280 gigabytes. But I just got that fucking uh, Game Pass. We were downloading oh, games I left bet. and right. And Hulu was 155 gigabytes because Hulu ain't got much to watch. Let's it, be real. It was funny yeah. because when I first got um, when I first got my Xbox One and my PlayStation Four. Remember back when we both kind of got them around the same time. And then you know you we got the uh, we got like uh, Xbox Live and stuff like that. And we're downloading a bunch of shit. And it's re, you know, it's downloading games off of off of everything. I remember I saw this huge spike in my internet <laughs> when I got to look at. I was like, God, why did I use so much? Of it? Oh wait, I just got those. That's why. <laughs> then web file transfer is fifty five gigabytes. That's the point. And that's forty four gigabytes. And that's from the Xbox, so that's the games. And then eight gigabytes is from my desktop. That's the porn. And then uh, <laughs> hold on, you can fucking. 
I can break it up. Just upload. How much should I upload? Then this we fucking don't have to look at this later. I was gonna say we only have we. I don't want to put like four hours just going on what you upload. On your- Let me explain <laughs> everything about my computer. <laughs> uh, on that note, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into our discussion topic to th- this week. <laughs> Uh, so talk about bullshit um we've kind of been talking about nintendo a lot lately um at least this year especially with you know some of their some of the shit that they've been doing so the senior direct nintendo senior director of corporate communications charles uh scabetta did an interview with ars technica this um this week and there were a couple of things that I just kind of wanted to touch base on because we've talked about how, you know, they've kind of been lagging on, you know, support for, you know, consoles, their quote unquote, oh, we didn't really anticipate that much of a, an interest in our in our product. And um, he gave which, you know, he gave some excuses or I should say statements in regards to some of those questions. So here's some snippets from the Ars Technica uh, piece. Since the days of NES, people have accused Nintendo of of intentionally underproducing hardware in order to drive an artificial feeding frenzy of demand in the marketplace. With the Nintendo Switch remaining nearly impossible to find at retailers nationwide, some those same accusations of false scarcity have been bubbling up in certain areas. Um, according to Nintendo's senior director of corporate communications, quote, it's definitely not intentional in terms of, of shorting the market, he told Ars in a recent interview. We are making it as fast as we can. We want to get as many units out as we, as we, um, as we can to support all the software that's coming out right now. Our job, is real, uh, our job really is to get it out as quick as we can, especially for this holiday, because we want to have the units on the shelf to support Super Mario Odyssey. And far from intentional, Scabita says the shortage are simply the result of Nintendo's underestimating the interest in the system. Quote, we anticipated that there was going to be a demand for it, but the demand has been even higher than we thought, he said. We had a good quality for launch. We sold 2.7 million worldwide in its first month, and we're going to have 10 million more by the end of this fiscal year. Unfortunately, we are we're in a situation right now where as quick as it's going into retail outlets, it's being snapped up. It's a good problem to have, but we're working very hard to try to meet the demand. Uh, Skabita's comments echoed those of nearly a decade ago by uh, Reggie Phil, uh, Phyllis Amin, who said point blank in 2007 that, quote, there is no secret plan to store Wii's in a warehouse to spur demand. That's despite comments from GameStop CEO Dan Damateo um, earlier this year. He said at the time that, quote, I think Nintendo intentionally dried up supply of the Wii because they made their numbers for the year. Skibita says it's hard to say how long retail Switch shortages would last. GameStop CEO said in March that he expects it to be hard to find through the end of this year. Now... He also, they also um, mentioned the, uh, the, uh, what is it, the uh, NES Classic. Um, quote, 
I think we could have done a better job communicating that this was going to be a limited run. It was supposed to be um, supposed to be for that holiday. We extended to actually because demand was was so much that then we stopped producing it. Can he continue to appeal to to continue to the? Bleh, let me try that again. To continue to appeal to nostalgia-minded fans, Skabita pointed out that Nintendo would be providing updated versions of classic games on the Switch for those that subscribe to their twenty dollars a year online membership starting next year. Uh, that said, Skabita denies that the NES Classic was discontinued to avoid competing with Nintendo's upcoming Switch Classics. "Quote: It wasn't like we had to stop selling one to sell the other," he said. Now, he mentioned in, in this article, too, that, uh, they have, that they have no current plans to stop the 3DS. They said that they're, they aren't eager to abandon the 66 million players playing more than 100 distinct games on that system. But we'll see how long that lasts. Um, so, my, so my question really is, what do you think? Huh. <laughs> Whoever makes the decisions on how much should be distributed when it should be distributed and deadlines and all that needs to be fired <laughs> because this is a constant thing with nintendo right and it, it's it's borderline lack of common sense and it's something you wouldn't expect from such a senior company they've been in this business for a long fuck they created this business right in in it's in the way it works in a lot of ways and it's it's the excuses are, are getting old. I was just sitting here shaking my head, like whatever, you know, because <laughs> they're just stupid. Like, how are you going to come out? Nintendo has to know that their strongest selling point is nostalgia and their first party stuff. Right. So you're going to come out with the NES Classic? And go, oh, well, it was just supposed to be a limited run. We didn't know it was going to be so popular. Fuck you. Yes, you did. Oh yeah. Like you, someone at that office has to have two brain cells to run together to know that that's going to be popular as shit. So, like, yeah. why stop making it if everyone's crying to have it? Yeah, because, see, he, with this, with these statements that he's making, it's either, one, uh, we're artificially creating a scarcity to drive up demand, or, two, we're incompetent. Because that's really I what it comes down to. Because it really and, comes down to that. And you know what? I At first, just like everyone else, for years, I'm like, Nintendo just does this. They fucking... They they make this false. We're running out, so people get all clammed up. I don't believe that's the case anymore because they don't have the luxury of doing that anymore. Yeah. Because they're they're a distant third place when it comes to home consoles. Obviously, the the mobile market. And if you notice, the mobile market doesn't have these issues, right? Right. The 3DS drops no problem. There's plenty of 3DSs to go around. 3DS game comes out, plenty of them to go around. There's right. a bunch of different versions of the 3DS because they know that. So fuck off. Right. All right. Whoever's, whoever's running the 3DS version of it, <laughs> have them run the fucking Switch version because they know what they're doing. Well, because the thing, the thing that I have, and it's like going, so you're either one saying your shit isn't that good that people aren't going to go for it. So you don't make a whole lot. And you're surprised when people actually want it. Or two... You know, it's like, well, we're intentionally not making enough. So then people, you know, uh, the desire comes up and people feel like they have to go get. It. Oh, well, if they have it, I'm going to grab it then because, you know, God knows when it comes around again, because you don't hear this shit with Microsoft or Sony no. and Sony. And here's the thing. Sony's also a Japanese company. You know, you never you never hear 
oh yeah, they sold 10 PlayStation 4s and now they're out. And you don't know when they're going to come back in again because they are not telling you when. It's like you don't hear Well, Here's the real thing too. The first person or entity that needs to invest in a new gaming platform is the company that's making it. Right. If Nintendo is like, oh, we didn't make enough because we didn't think it was going to be proper, then what the f- is that supposed to excite me now? Right, then what the fuck like, are you making it for? If you don't fucking like it, then why the hell am I going to like we, it? You made can, it. We can make shit that we like because this is a podcast. This is what we do, you know? Right. You know, but you're a company that's selling this shit. So it's like, what are you making it just for you guys? Like, it's like, oh, we'll make enough for everybody in the, in the you know, factories to get one. But then beyond that, if anybody else wants it, we'll be surprised. It's like, no. Nintendo, Nintendo has strengths and weaknesses that are glaringly obvious. One of their strengths is their creative department. They do not need help in their creative department. They come out with these awesome first title games. Maybe a few new franchises could help, but I feel they have that talent to do. I mean, we see with the uh, Splatoon series, they're coming out with new shit that people are eating up. Fine. They do not have a strength in 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 marketing right. and distribution. They need to clean it the fuck up. They need to have a team like look at Microsoft. Okay, yeah. they were gonna drop the Xbox One, and they had all these fucking bold ideas that no one fucking liked. Yeah, you know, and 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 the whole c- customer base was like, fuck you. Like, I'm not dealing with that. So I'm gonna, And even Sony was cracking jokes, going, hey, look, you want to borrow the game? Ugh, you know, being stupid. Yeah. Microsoft said, look, we need to go well, back to the and drawing from, board. And from Sony, from Sony, they had tilted caps and shit going, ah! <laughs> but it was justified. And right. and Microsoft said, look, we're going to take this one on the chin. We need to go back to the, the drawing board, and we need to give the people that are supposed to be buying our product what they want nintendo has this thing of going no this is what you want you don't know any better this is what no what they want is xbox and playstation so you need to figure (laughs) out what the fuck you're doing wrong like the only people who buy nintendo products are hardcore nintendo fans anymore now granted there are a lot of hardcore nintendo fans right you know so that keeps them afloat and i know they're super popular in nintendo or not in nintendo in japan (laughs) i hope they're popular in nintendo which (laughs) which is great but the American market is is competitive. Market. It's a very and fickle, fickle. Yeah, very fickle market. If, if you you come out with the Switch, so everybody here, most gamers here from young and old, are pretty much playing the same kind of games. Yeah, they're playing your Halos. They're playing the um, uh, the open world games like GTA and Fallout. On the kids' end, uh, they're playing fucking. Open, it's open world everywhere, yeah. if you notice. Most games are open world or they're shooters. You know, Nintendo lacks both of those. Yeah. Now they come out with Zelda, the new Zelda, and it's open world. Right. And everyone is talking how it's the fucking greatest game they've ever played. This and that and the other. I've seen it. I'm kind of all right. It looks dope. Nintendo should be like, huh, we really hit a fucking vein with that. What elements that aren't Zelda related... Like not right. it has nothing to do with Link or or fucking or Princess Zelda or Ganon that people are connecting with. Okay, let's translate that into a different product. Let's do that again and get that same kind of effect, but with something else. Let's come out with a shooter that doesn't involve fucking squid people diving into paint. <laughs> let's have an adult market. Because I think Nintendo doesn't realize this. And it's funny because they're the only company that has said our gamers grew up with us. Right. 
I, I the first console I ever played, like many people my age, was the Nintendo Entertainment System. I grew up playing Nintendo. Of course, Sega was in there too, but Sega ain't around no more, so it don't really fucking matter. Nintendo needs to realize that they are alienating all of their original customers. And their original customers are the parents of their new customers. So when I go to the store, my kids will come and ask me. And I, I guarantee you this isn't the only – my house is the only place this fucking discussion <laughs> happens. My kids will be like, hey, Dad, the Switch is coming out. And I go, uh-huh. Now, the diff- the, here's the big difference between me and my mom. When I would tell my mom – my mom knew fucking nothing about video games. She didn't grow up with it. She had no idea what a Nintendo was or the difference. I asked her one. I asked her for a Super Nintendo one year. She bought me Sega Genesis. That was the same thing. Yeah. You know, and of course, being a decent kid, I said thank you and I enjoyed my Sega Genesis. But now, while you're crying, playing it, right? <laughs> I just wanted to play Link to the Past. <laughs> you know. But now, skip up to 2017. My kids come up and say the Switch. Like, oh yeah, I already know. I watched the E3 thing out last week. Right. Like I'm already I'm up to date on it. So if they come to me and go, Dad, I want to play video games. The Switch is coming out. Do you think we can get that? I'll go no, because the Xbox has more titles that you want to play. Yeah. And the Xbox has more titles that I want to play. Right. So it's a bet. It's more cost effective to get that, or the or the PlayStation. I'm not trying to alienate the PlayStation as well. It's more cost effective to get one of those consoles because they will speak to both me and my children. The fucking Switch is only speaking to children and people who are nostalgic enough to play children games. Yeah, because like for me, even with the price point, I'm like going, you know what? That's not bad. It's not a bad price point. No, it's I, not. I would consider getting it. The problem is, is that I'm not going to sit there and be the first one to wait in line when they get a new batches of Switch. If I happen to go into a place, they have a Switch on the shelf. Oh, hey, we have it. I have the money. All right, I'll grab it. But the problem is, is that I also played a lot of Nintendo. I have my, I have the the Nintendo Wii. Didn't get the Wii U because I saw no benefit to it. It to me, it just it was poorly marketed. And it never really explained to me what the fuck the purpose of it was. Um, the Switch kind of seems to be finally that what the Wii U should have been, kind of with what I'm getting with the with the Switch. Um, but I'm but like like the the classic NES. I'm not gonna sit around and wait and um, be the first one waiting on my phone because I have a life. I have a job. You know, we do this shit. You know, it's like I'm not gonna sit there and wait every day to hope that you know they can get it so i can go ahead and and grab one no if they're on the shelf it's available and i'm looking to get it i'll get it but if not i'm not going to waste my time and that's the problem nowadays people don't fucking wait if you have somebody that goes oh well they want a nintendo switch oh they don't have it oh but they got an xbox and playstation they have holdings like oh the xbox gives you this now and the playstation offers this now oh i'll get my kid that and the kid will be still be fucking happy that's the thing and and what I'm going to say for me, I have plenty of children. And they'll be able to play with more friends. With Exactly. I have plenty of children. You want to know one of the smartest fucking things Microsoft did to get the the children market? Was they came out with an Xbox One Minecraft bundle. Mm -hmm. That was the, the entire box is a scene from Minecraft. That's all they had to fucking do. Yeah, because all the kids nowadays are playing Minecraft. They're not playing fucking Mario, right? And that's not anyone's fault but Nintendo's. Yeah, Minecraft is this global this global phenomenon. What was the last console it came out on? Um, this generation. I, it's hard to talk about generation. We talk about Nintendo because they kind of go in a weird way. But right. the Wii U, the yeah. Wii U was the last one to get it, which is funny because I heard the Wii U version was dope as shit because it had that weird screen controller. 
Oh, and right. now they have it. Now they're wising up a little bit, and they got Minecraft out on the Switch. I don't think if, I don't know if it's out yet. Should have been a launch title. Yeah, there's no excuse. There's a lot of reasons gonna, things should have been a launch title with Nintendo. Now the Switch also getting on board with this cross platform. That's a big deal. Yeah, you know they're making it's a some step moves. in the right direction. Right, they're making some moves, but they're still making them really slowly. And they need to fucking cut it I out. I think one of the problems that they have, and this comes from the, I believe in the Wii, uh, the introduction of the Wii. Nintendo believes, and, and rightly so, that they kind of corner the market on ingenuity. When they develop something, develop something new. I mean, fuck, they're the ones that brought back the gaming, con the gaming console after the Atari collapse. They brought it back with the NES marketing, not as a gaming console, but as an entertainment sentence, um, system. Then they go ahead and then they have, you know, the Super NES. And then, of course, you start getting into Sega and then eventually the disc-based games, which they tried. And they didn't have so much luck with the, uh, the GameCube, which I thought was a good console. I liked the GameCube. Uh, but compare that with the PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then the Xbox. But then they redefined it and came out with the Wii, which suddenly everybody they were like oh shit everybody wants that so then the connect came out and the playstation moved and then suddenly nintendo and and uh i mean not nintendo uh microsoft and uh sony decided okay now we're going to do it as an integrated system you can play with all of your friends you can watch you can stream shit through it. you can do everything through this and then what did nintendo come up with the wii u and then suddenly everybody's like oh well that's kind of cool but sony and microsoft do all this extra stuff i can play with my buddies on this stuff you know and and um you know i can stream stuff and and download stuff and do all that and then we get the xbox one and the four and then suddenly both of them get rid of the move and the connect because that didn't go very well and then microsoft is like okay well now we're re-innovating with the switch so we're gonna re we're re we're in being innovative again and then everybody's like yeah but with graphics that are actually better for the old system but i'm already on this so okay you know they they, they they've been trying to go on the the we we're the innovative company so we're doing new stuff no you're not you're you are trying to innovate in a world that is already light speed ahead of you yeah, they they nintendo is be, they rely on gimmicks now yeah every console has a gimmick the we the we had motion controls and let's be honest even if no one cares about the Wii anymore, because the Wii had motion controls is why Sony's VR headset works. Yeah, right. Because they have the move control. Like Nintendo started all this. But it, the funny and ironic, painful thing about it is they created an industry that's so competitive they themselves cannot keep up. Yeah. They created a competitive climate that they no longer can control. But what is I'm telling and this this has I I feel this is one of the biggest things with that Nintendo has a problem with. If you look at Microsoft and you look at Sony, what is the two things that they do glaringly well that Nintendo doesn't do? They address the adult gamer yeah. market. Nintendo ignores the shit out of adults. They don't care. No, they go with and the adults, but the adults that like their old shit. Oh, the adults right. like Mario. The adults like Link. You know, that's what we're going to do. They like Star Fox. So we're going to keep bringing those titles out to bring them back. But even then, that, but that can be touchy too because if you're only feeding into the nostalgic players, those are the ones that get mad because now Mario's not a platformer. Right. 
Mario's 3D. So now they're like, oh, I don't really want to play that one. I like the old one. So now you're fucking up both ways. Right. You know, so it's they need to have every every console that um, Sony and Microsoft come out with has a couple of staples. They have a staple shooter. Now Sony, they tried with the I forget what it was called. They had an exclusive shooter. It was like a futuristic. It didn't do too well though. But basically, they have the Call of Duties and the Battlefields. Microsoft, of course, Halo. Right. Um, and they have. Well, no, I mean have, Sony has like you know like is um, I thought Destiny was. Uh, no, Destiny's on both. Yeah, Destiny's on both. Yeah, I think it came out on PlayStation first. Mm. Um, well, either way, my point is that both of those consoles have a hot exclusive title for for all the major genres of gaming. Yeah. So they cover all their bases, or at least they have a third party that's on both of them. Yeah. Because we we spoke about this before. The number one reason someone picks a particular console is not because of specs, not because of exclusives. It's whatever their friends have. Yeah. It, very few gamers buy all the consoles, and when we're, they do, we're, we're they the select only, few. We're the right. select few, yeah. And when they do, they usually play one more than the other ones. It's not like they're they're evenly distributed between the two. Like the only reason I will go and play my PlayStation is if it's an exclusive title that I can't like. That when that Spider-Man game drops, I'll probably buy it and I'll go play the PlayStation. Yeah, because I can't play it on my Xbox. Right. You know, so that's fine, but. My my house like I and this goes back to my house. My kids want a switch. Kind of like because they kind of don't know what it is. That's another thing. Like yeah. kids are looking at Nintendo shit and they're like, "What is this thing?" Yeah. Um. One thing is it's a tablet thing, so I don't want them to break it. But that that's beside the point. But um, we have my house. Yes, has a PlayStation, but it's just in my daughter's room. So uh, my house is kind of built around Microsoft. Right. My computers have Windows. I have an Xbox. That's what they all play. And we're actually talking about getting another Xbox for upstairs. I, I have a lot of kids. Um, so I, I am fully invested in the Xbox ecosystem. So if I introduce a Switch, okay, we got a Switch. But now I have a console that can't do anything with the other things. Yeah. So it's like an alienated thing. Now we have this cross-platform. Now that's a different situation. 99% the, the of the time my kids are playing Minecraft right. together. So if they have cross-platform, I'll feel more comfortable buying a Switch because now it's another thing for them to play Minecraft on <laughs> right, with right. each other. You know, and then also, okay, cool. Now we can play some Mario games. Now we can play this. Now we can play that. I, I really feel this Christmas the Switch is going to lower in price. I, I'm, I'm smelling a, a price drop. I'm going to call 50 bucks that they're going to bring it down to 250 um, If they bring it down to 250 in the holidays and cross-platform's working well because we still don't know you know it is a new thing so we don't right. know i feel it will because microsoft and nintendo were working on it yeah and and microsoft already knows how to do cross-platform stuff with the pc and, and xbox and stuff like that so i think with with them at the front and then nintendo kind of following suit it will it will make sense but um if it's working right i, I might get a switch you know I'm, i might get one because now i can now it can integrate in to the ecosystem of my house right but right now it doesn't yeah like what's the point like yeah we have we have minecraft on the playstation and my kids never play on there because they can't play with the xbox right and they don't like playing on the computers they can't play with the xbox <laughs> <laughs> you know right so nintendo just needs to get wise like they need to quit yeah. fucking around 
Yeah, I, I, the last thing I'm going to say on this is is be, this the the statements I know were tr were probably tried to design to say like, hey, you know, we're not doing this on purpose. So okay, so instead of just being, uh, instead of just falsely creating a a uh, a market of of um, of short a shortage market, you're incompetent. So right, it's that, more embarrassing that you're not doing it on purpose. Yeah. I would exp I would respect you like well you know we make a certain amount because you know this is how many we expect to to sell and once we once we achieve that mar we got to go back to I would respect that answer yeah I w because then you're saying like yeah you know we we do make quite a few um, you know we we do make so many because we don't want we don't want to inundate the market where there's switches sitting on the shelf okay fine say that I'll I won't like it but I'll I'll understand. But don't sit there and say like, oh, we don't intentionally, we just underestimate the demands of our fans. It's like, okay, so you guys are just idiots. I also have a feeling too that there's some people pulling the strings in Nintendo that are so against, for the lack of a better term, copying the competition. But they need to get with the times because all Sony and Microsoft does is copy each other. They do it constantly, yeah. and gamers do not care because we benefit from it. One of the consoles comes out with something dope, and the other one will copy it. Now we all have it, so it's fine. You know what I mean? Technology-wise, either way. Right. But Nintendo doesn't do that. They're like, no, we have to do everything our way. It's like, okay, but your way is about five years old. Right, right. Like you're, you're not keeping up with everybody. So if you see they need to have – the marketing team or whoever the design team or whatever fucking team does this shit sit down and and watch the last five e3s of microsoft's and sony's right 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 just watch the e3s watch every single one research what they've done and what has worked and what hasn't worked and then go to the fucking design room and design <laughs> a console that's what they need to do we need we need the reason third parties don't come to nintendo consoles because their games won't play on nintendo consoles yeah GTA 5 that ain't running on the Switch and it wasn't running on the Wii U. Right, it's right. too big of a game. Yeah. So uh, what they need to do is create a platform that's easy to design for and that can actually run these fucking titles. Will it be a little expensive when it first comes out? Sure. Will anyone care? No. Right. <laughs> as long as you don't go over 500. Right. If you go over 500, people get mad. I remember when the PS3 came out and it was 6, everyone was like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm buying that fucking thing. But... If you, I think Nintendo should do that. I think Nintendo should go to the drawing board, build just a dope fucking, and and you know what? Throw nostalgia in there. Make it the same color as the NES. I don't fucking care. Just make something, just technology wise, out of the fucking water. Something that's just a little bit better than the Xbox One X. And go here. Make all the games you want. And I guarantee third party. Oh fuck! You know, let's throw our shit on here. Let's throw our shit on here. But this whole fucking gimmicky, look, you can carry it. And ain't no one trying to do that shit. Who, 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 who buys a Switch will do that on a regular basis. Right. Where they'll take it, take it with them. Yeah. To play. No one. Like my friend, my friend Zach has a Switch. He bought one when he was in, when he was vacationing in Boston. And he did it once to show off. Rightfully so. Right, right. Never did it again. Ever. Because there's no point. 
because adults have jobs. We don't have time and we're driving cars and we're running errands and all this shit. And then if your parents buy a kid a switch, I'm not going to let my kid take the switch to school. Right, right. Come on now. Or whatever. All I'm right. done. I'm ranting about this fucking shit. <laughs> All right. So what's, what are you standing on? Oh, you're standing on a soapbox. Yeah, there it is. Um, as always. As always, right. All, all right. So on that note, I, uh, why don't we go into our douchebags? So my douchebag of the week, I guess you could say it's technology, but also um, the way the USG Logical Survey actually is trying to use technology. So this one comes from the Huffington Post. An algorithmic error told Californians that there'd be a major earthquake on Wednesday, but the earthquake had already happened in 1925. (laughs) <laughs> the automatically generated report from the U.S. Geological Survey indicated that a magnitude 6.8 would occur in the Pacific Ocean 10 miles west of Santa Barbara. As a frame of reference, a magnitude 6.9 earthquake in 1989 killed 63 people and caused $6 billion in damage in California. So what uh, what gives with this earthquake scare? An errant earthquake notification was distributed at 4.49 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time over the earthquake notification system it was caused by a revision of a historic 1925 magnitude 6.8 santa barbara earthquake that was misinterpreted by the software as a current event we are working to resolve the issue yeah the earthquake did happen but it happened in 1925 uh rafael Abreu of the uh, geophysicists of the u.s geological survey told the um associated press this should seem like good news, but the false alarm sent, still sent shockwaves through social media. Many automated automated tweets synced with the U.S. Geological Survey results systems were pushed out, sparking concern. Additionally, people around the country began to scratch their heads as to no one had reported feeling tremors, something that most certainly would have happened in large numbers if an earthquake of that size had actually come about. Yeah, we would have felt it here in Arizona. Yeah. It was that big. Yeah. So still publications like the Los Angeles Times, which has automatic emails from the geological survey to aid in its coverage, ended up alerting the public about the fake quake and then had to rescind the messages. Uh, They show the two tweets here. It says, uh, please note, we just deleted an automated tweet sent by the that there was a 6.8 earthquake in Isla Vista. And that happened in 1925. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. What, what was it the last time there was a big earthquake? I think it was south of you, though. It was in Baja, California. Like, what was it, like two years ago or something? Uh, oh, yeah. The, yeah, there was one down, way down south. We didn't feel it up here, but. We felt it here. Yeah. But really, like, I was watching the news, and it was saying there was just there was just an earthquake in Baja, California, blah, 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 or wherever it was. And um, I was like, oh, shit. And then I went. And I got up to go get a drink, and just for a slight moment, I felt it didn't even move anything. It just—it was just a. And I was like, "Oh fuck, what's happening?" Because <laughs> we don't get earthquakes in in Phoenix, but right. um, we sometimes feel very slight tremors if something big happens in California. Right. Um, and I—I uh, I was like, "Oh shit!" And I was <laughs> like, "I better check if Steve's okay." <laughs> yeah. The last part of the article says, "Even more intriguing, the full co- quake." report associated with wednesday's tweet listed the date as july or june 29th the same day as the 1925 quake but indicated that it would happen in the year 2025 so yeah the usg geological survey report was all sorts of screwed up (laughs) 
So basically, on the hundredth anniversary, it's going to happen again. Right. Exactly. Okay. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Because um, I would have been like, "The fuck, I where? Why didn't I feel it?" Like. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of fucking event zero, what the fuck? Right. Exactly. Um. So this next one, I read this and was confused. I saw this on the news. Yeah. I was like, "What the fuck?" Um. <laughs> A father is facing charges after he allegedly picked up a child at a daycare center. I mean physically picked up. Uh, in Shelton, Connecticut. Yelled at him and pinned him to the ground. Uh, oh, and when officers arrived, the man demanded the five-year-old be arrested. Right. According to NBC Connecticut. Uh, Lance Churchill, 33, was arrested June 16 for the alleged incident which started when a group of dads came to the Apple Tree Daycare Center or daycare for a Father's Day celebration. All the children, including Churchill's son, made cards for the fathers. Churchill was looking at the card when another kid at the center playfully grabbed the card out of his hands, according to Shelton Police. The child ran around the room while the 6-foot, 4-inch, 270-pound suspect chased him. I was waiting for your picture to pop up because that kind of sounded like you i was like well it sounds like adam there for a second oh i'm a little shorter and a little heavier um <laughs> when but thanks churchill, for the thanks for the vote of yeah. confidence there <laughs> when churchill finally caught up with the kid he picked up the child and lifted lifted him over his head then he pinned the child to the ground and screamed at him in front of the other children according to the new haven register Daycare staff managed to rip the kid away from Churchill and call police. When police arrived, Churchill asked them to arrest the five-year-old boy, <laughs> according to Shel the Shelton Herald. Um, it's probably not a spoiler alert to say that's not how things played out. Instead, they arrested Churchill on charges of risk of injury to a minor and disorderly conduct. He was later released on a $1,500 bond and has a court date for June 30th. 1500 bucks. They don't play when it's involving a kid. Oh, hell no. Um, this dude, and you look at his bug shot, he looked like the kind of dude that just snap on somebody. Like, yeah. This, this, that's so fucking pathetic. Like, I, I put myself in that situation. If I went to to the school or something and some kid I didn't know, in my head, I'd be like, someone get this fucking kid. You know what I mean? That's but you, you can't. That's why you lose a blow dart, you know? Right. <laughs> you know, We're suddenly the kid goes down. No one's looking. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, to freak out. As they that did in Karate much, Kid, sweep the leg. <laughs> right. To freak out that much, like, you have some other issues you need to fucking work out. Because that's such a stupid thing to freak out about. And then to have the, have the balls to tell the cops <laughs> to arrest the five-year-old yeah. for taking your Father's Day card. Like, come on. That's where you have come the on. cops being like, okay, just for that, we're going to tase him. <laughs> right. Like, it's, we're better than this. Don't tase me, bro. If I was the cop, I'd be like, we're better than this. Yeah, right. If I was the cop, I'd be like, we're better than this. Yeah. Okay? We're, we're fucking better. What are you doing? Yeah, that'd be funny. It's like he's like, no, you arrest him because he's a little fucking piece of shit. And the cop just kind of pauses for a second, and then without dropping eye contact, just shoots the taser. <laughs> Fucker. Say it again. Say it again. Arrest him. <laughs> oh man. So, yeah. All right. That is it for this episode. 
Uh, please rate and review the show on iTunes. It helps us out immensely. Want to catch our back catalog? You can find them on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, as well as the website, thelazygeeks.com. Or you can, um, sometimes they don't go all the way back on like iTunes or iHeartRadio. Uh, you can find our whole back catalog on the website. Or if you go to Lipson directly, Lipson.com and search for the Lazy Geeks Network, you can find all our back catalog up to th- episode 36. If you want to suggest stories for the show, you can share them on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash thelazygeeks. Uh, we're also on social media as well, Twitter and Instagram, at thelazygeeks, one word. Uh, we want some feedback, drop uh, drop it on the site, thelazygeeks.com, or send it to our mailbag, thegeeks, at thelazygeeks.com. Reminder again, uh, send us your comments, your questions, stories, you know, compromising situations that you've been in. Um you know, we want to we want to hear about them and you want the rest of our podcast um, listeners to hear it. Do it. Send it to us. Um, as for me, you can find me on the interwebs on Twitter at a middle age geek, Instagram, middle age underscore geek or check out my blog, the middle I also have my own another <laughs> a third blog that I'm using, but this is non geek related. Uh, I just started it like about a week or so ago. The um the Stephen L. Vargas blog.wordpress.com. Um, and um, I'm also doing another podcast debuting first week of July um, with a f- old friend of the show, Patrick Chen. And we're going to discuss movies from like a movie fan point of view, scripts, direction, art direction, all sorts of stuff like that. We're the dudes that listen to the audio commentaries and, and watch the featurettes on the DVDs. We're the reason people DVDs are still in business. Um, so that's going to be coming, um, I believe the first full week of July, but, um, but I'll keep you, I'll keep you guys posted if you guys want to check that out. Yeah. And I'm just on Twitter. (laughs) Sapien TLG. (laughs) It's like, yeah. And I'm just doing this. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm barely there. So, uh, and, uh, and be sure to tune in on Friday. As I said earlier in the show, yeah, usually on the five week months, we usually don't have something planned for the fifth week. However, I think we did this one other time before we are going to do a lazy geeks bonus episode this week. Just kind of, um, this, this week we're going to talk about time travel. Is it real? Does it exist? Are we actually from the future? Find out on Friday. Hmm. <laughs> so that is it for us this week. Uh, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. So until next time, peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.